0: Now, I wanted to take this opportunity to finish up our sufficiency deficiency series that we started a few weeks back. And I pray that you've gotten a lot out of the series. I know it's been super beneficial to me and my own personal life. And I pray that's been the case for you as well. I hope that it's helped you realize and correct some things in your life when it comes to struggling, when it comes to battling with this deficiency. 2 Corinthians chapter 12 is where we're going to be at tonight, so if you've got your Bibles with you, go ahead and get them out in front of you. Make your way to 2 Corinthians chapter 12. That's where we find our message for this fifth installment that's going to finish up our, our series that we've been in. Paul, in context, is speaking about a wild experience in which he has been apparently called up to heaven. And after that's all said and done, he's sent back to the earth. God gives him a thorn in the flesh, so to speak, to help keep him humble. And I want to take a moment to say uh, as a matter of of emphasis that we always need to make sure that we see our sufficiency through the right frame. Paul knew that because we just saw last week how he spoke to the fact that he realized that his sufficiency was from God. But once he began to experience some amazing things that God was doing in his life, God gave him this thorn in the flesh to keep him humble. But it also helped him to be reminded of and to see his sufficiency through the right frame frame once our sufficiency is established in christ once we grow in this truth and this understanding of that the temptation can become for us to think we are somehow sufficient of ourselves now and so god wanted to remind paul always that his sufficiency was from him and so we need to be reminded of that as well we don't know exactly what the thorn was but we do know that whatever it was it apparently made paul weak And after Paul had asked God repeatedly to remove the thorn from him, this was the response that he got back from 2 Corinthians chapter 12 and verse 9 where God's word says, But he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. I want to speak to you just for a few moments from the subject of my gracious, which is typically the response that I have towards this deficiency and the symptoms as they manifest themselves in my life. Whether it be a particular weakness that I have, whether it be sin in my life, either past or present, or whether it be needs that I fail to meet on a daily basis, oftentimes I look at those things and I look at my life and I think, my gracious, I am just one messed up individual. But this is where we can find so much comfort. This is where we can find so much encouragement In God's words and what he says to Paul as he gave him this response of my grace is sufficient in other words he's saying my grace is adequate my grace is enough well God exactly what is your grace adequate for in my life exactly what is your grace enough for in my life and that's what I want to help you see tonight in these next few moments and the first one is is the truth that his grace is sufficient his grace is adequate for overcoming our weakness Whatever weakness this thorn caused for Paul, Jesus' grace was sufficient to overcome it. Listen to me, guys. A sufficiency deficiency will always attempt to highlight your areas of weakness. And we've seen this with all the different narratives that we have dove into over the past few weeks in this series. All the different characters that we have encountered, all the different people that we have encountered that struggled with a deficiency and feeling sufficient before God, it always attempted to highlight the area of weakness. It happened with Moses when we looked at his life when it highlighted his his inability to effectively communicate. It happened with Abraham with what seemed to be a poor decision that he made by picking up his family and and asking them to leave home and go to a place that God was going to show them. It happened with Sarah in her struggle to become pregnant. It happened with Peter in a fearful moment and a reaction that he gave that ultimately led to his denial of Jesus. All these people that struggled with feeling deficient when it comes to sufficiency before God, it always seemed to highlight their area of weakness that they had. So maybe you think that you lack giftedness. Maybe you struggle with self-control. Maybe you struggle with discipline. Maybe those are areas of weakness in your life. Maybe you battle with your attention span. Maybe you battle with staying committed to certain things. Whatever the area of weakness might be, His grace is sufficient. His grace is adequate to help you overcome that thing and I know this is true because we saw that play out in the lives of each of the individuals that I just mentioned. Yes, their their weakness was a highlight, but by the end of the story we see God's grace being sufficient to help them overcome those things. God ended up using Moses's mouth by the end of the story. By the end of the story, God fulfilled his promise that he made to Abraham. By the end of the story, God made Sarah fruitful so she was able to have kids. By the end of the story, Christ restored Peter and emboldened him to go and preach the gospel at Pentecost. And so we see God coming through time and time again with a sufficient amount of grace to overcome the weakness that we might have in our life. His power is made perfect in weakness. That was his response to Paul. So if you think about that, your weakness actually creates the perfect opportunity for God's power to enter in to your life so His grace sufficiently overcomes our weakness but His grace is also sufficient His grace is also adequate for the covering of our sin another thing that I have realized with this deficiency is that not only will it highlight your areas of weakness but it also wants to settle on your sin if we make a mistake if we fall short if we miss the mark we tend to dwell on those things or at least I do, which, by the way, is a major indicator that we have a sufficiency deficiency in our life. When we have a real tendency to continue to dwell on the mistakes that we make, it's obvious that we don't feel very sufficient in our walk with Christ or our standing before him. And there's something important here that I want you to understand. And we talk about this a lot, but there's a difference between conviction and condemnation. Conviction is a momentary thing. It's something that happens in the moment where the Spirit convicts you of the sin that you had that leads you to a place of repentance and confession before God and then setting you back on a right path to living a godly life for Him. Condemnation is the opposite. It's a continual kind of thing. It it carries with it a finality of, of judgment. So there are two very distinguishing marks between conviction and condemnation. Conviction is momentary. Condemnation is continual, but we know that there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ. Why is that? Why is there now no condemnation for those who are in Christ? Well, it's because his grace is sufficient for the covering of our sin. His grace does not fall short in this area of our life when Jesus went to the cross, when he allowed himself to be slaughtered, when he spilled his precious blood, it was it was so it it could sufficiently cover our, our sins and our mistakes and our failures and our shortcomings, and there's never a moment where His grace is not sufficient. There's never a moment where His grace is not adequate. There's never a moment where His grace is not enough to cover our sins. Whatever they may be, however awful you may consider them to have been, there's never a moment where Christ's grace isn't sufficient enough to cover our sins. So His grace sufficiently covers our sin just in the same way it overcomes our weakness. The third thing I want you to see is that His grace is sufficient, or His grace is adequate for propelling our purpose. At a later time in life, when, when Paul was reflecting on things, he made this statement in one Timothy chapter one and verse twelve and fourteen. He says that I thank Him who has given me strength, Christ Jesus our Lord, because He judged me faithful, appointing me to His service, and the grace of our Lord overflowed for me with the faith and love that are in Christ Jesus. Paul realized that God had appointed him to a special kind of service. He realized that God had given him a purpose to live out, but even more so, on top of all that, he realized that God had provided the grace that he needed to propel him into that purpose, to propel him into that calling. The grace of God is adequate. The grace of God is enough to propel you into whatever purpose he has for your life specifically as well you are appointed and his grace is all that you need to be propelled i remember when i was struggling with my call into full-time ministry i remember thinking god there's no way that that i can do this there's no way that i can be this person as i looked at the qualifications in scripture for what pastors were supposed to look at the more intimidated i became by the thought of being called into that purpose and so i began to battle with god i began to wrestle with god a little bit and give him all the litany of reasons, all the litany of excuses of why I shouldn't be the person to step into that kind of a calling, kind of like Moses was at the burning bush. And they were really just me listing off to God my insufficiencies, all the areas in which I felt inadequate, all the areas in which I felt like I wasn't enough. And I remember during that time as I was wrestling through that, God pointed me to this specific passage that he used in Paul's life as well and reminded me that His grace was sufficient. It didn't matter if I felt like I was qualified. It didn't matter if I felt like I was sufficient enough for it. It didn't matter if I felt like I was adequate enough to live up to the qualifications or the expectations that God had set forth for fulfilling this kind of calling. The only thing that mattered was the fact that He was calling me into it and that I knew that His grace would be sufficient enough to carry me or to propel me into it. And guys, I want you to know that the same is true for your life as well. And whatever purpose that God might be trying to propel you into, His grace is sufficient to give you what you need to live out that calling. It's not a matter of your qualifications. It's not a matter of your giftedness. It's not a matter of your feelings, like we've talked about A couple of weeks ago, God's grace is sufficient to propel you into the purpose that He has set aside specifically for your life, and He will provide everything that you need in order to fulfill that in its fullest. So trust Him when He says that His grace is sufficient to propel you into your purpose, and just see the amazing ways in which that promise will come true in your life as you pursue Him, as you seek after Him, as you live out that calling that He has placed. Into your life and the last truth that I want to share with with you tonight is that his grace is adequate or his grace is sufficient for meeting our needs that is all of them but specifically for living out a godly life which is where if you're like me you feel insufficient most of the time I can feel insufficient as a husband I can feel insufficient at times as a dad I can feel insufficient at, at times as a leader as a pastor I can feel insufficient at times in my relationships with my friends, with people that I'm trying to disciple, people that I'm trying to mentor, people that I'm just trying to be there for in general. But most of the time, my deepest insufficiencies come from trying to live out a godly life. But listen to what Paul says in 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 7. And I'm going to grab part of verse 17 as well. He says that I have fought the good fight, I have finished the race, I have kept the faith. And Then he goes on to say that the Lord stood by me and strengthened me so that through me the message might be fully proclaimed and all the Gentiles might hear it. What Paul came to realize is that by the end of his life, as he looked back on this amazing calling that God had placed upon his life, as he looked back on where he had came from, being a persecutor of the church, being a blasphemer of the name of God, Even And how Jesus Christ met him on the Damascus Road that day and redeemed him and saved his life and put him into a position where he would be the one to carry the gospel to the Gentiles. I'm sure there were times when Paul thought, there's no way that I will be able to live out this life that God has called me to. There's no way that I will be able to live up to these expectations. But here at the end of his life, he looks back and he realizes what Christ has brought him out of, what Christ had placed him into, And the work that Christ had done in the midst of all that, he says, I have fought the good fight, I have finished the race, I have kept the faith, and the only reason I was able to do so was because of this sufficient grace of my Lord who stood by me and strengthened me so that the message might be fully proclaimed. As he looked back and reflected on what Christ had done in his life, he realized that this promise that God had made to him, that his grace was sufficient for him, was true all the way to the end of his life. God's grace had carried him through an amazing ministry. The gospel had gone out. Thousands of lives had been saved as a result of that. And and, God, and Paul had seen God do things that I imagine he he never thought would be possible for him to do in and through his life. So his grace is sufficient. And his grace is adequate for meeting all of our needs, specifically for when it comes to living out A godly life and my prayer for myself and my prayer for you guys is that one day we'll get to the end of our lives like Paul did we'll look back and we'll see all the things that God was able to do for his glory in and through our lives and our obedience to follow what he had placed us in and say man his grace really was sufficient for carrying me through those things so when this deficiency wants to overwhelm you to the point of where you look at yourself, where you look at the mess that you've made, where you look at your weaknesses and you think, man, my gracious, my life is messed up. My gracious, my sin is nasty. My gracious, my weakness is just way too much to be overcome. Jesus looks at it and says, my grace is. My grace is sufficient for your weakness. My grace is sufficient for your sin. My grace is sufficient for your purpose. My grace is sufficient for your needs. Let's pray together. God, we thank you for the sufficient grace that you have brought into our lives through your Son, Jesus Christ. And I thank you for the things that you have shown us over the past five weeks through these messages, God. And I pray that you would continue to help us battle back this deficiency that we have of feeling sufficient before you. And help us to realize, God, that our sufficiency does not come from ourselves. It comes from you. It is a gift that you have given us through your Son. We have been made sufficient to be ministers of a new covenant. So God, I pray that we would take up that truth. I pray that we would take up that promise and that we would live in it on a daily basis, God, and that you would use these truths in our lives. You would use these truths in my life and the lives of these men and women, God, to propel us into our purpose so that we can live out lives that bring glory and honor to you, God, so that we can, like Paul, look back one day and realize and testify to the truth of how sufficient your grace really was in our insufficient, needy lives that we have, God. And we want to give you all the praise and glory for that kind of work, and we trust that you're going to do it in our midst and in the midst of the, of the people that you have placed in our sphere of influence to have an impact on, God. In this time of, of unknown, in this time of uncertainty, in this time of fear and anxiety, For so many people, God, may we be faithful stewards to go out with a sufficient grace and let people know that even in the midst of all this stuff, God's grace is sufficient to pull them out of every sin, of every worry, of every stress, of every anxiety that they may have taking place in their lives. God, we love you. We praise you. We thank you for your goodness in our lives. We ask all these things in the precious and holy name of Jesus. Amen. Thanks so much for tuning in this week. I just wanna remind you that next week we won't be going live since technically it is spring break week. We're gonna take that week off, but I wanna highly encourage you to come back with us a couple weeks from now, as me and Ashley, as well as with some input from our life support team are going to come together and collectively share with you some things that if we could, we would go back and change about our college years. So I wanna encourage you to be a part of that in the coming weeks. We're gonna be sharing some really cool and interesting things with you guys. In the meantime, be safe. We'll see you back here live in a couple of weeks.